This is the 77 WABC minicast. With us today is the borough president of Staten Island, Vito Fasella. And uh, um, borough president Fasella, there's so many things going on in our city. Where do we start? You had a lawsuit against the city along with the uh, teachers on congestion pricing. Is there any hope in that? Good morning, John, and thank you so much for having um, me. Yeah, this is a very serious matter, and frankly, I think people are finally waking up to the implications, the negative implications of congestion pricing, which effectively is forcing or would require people to pay a tax or a toll entering Manhattan uh, in addition to everything else they pay just to get to Manhattan. So a number of months ago, we filed a lawsuit uh, with the UFT and President Mike Mulgrew, who had the courage to step forward, uh, and a number of other bipartisan elected officials and private citizens. And we filed in the Eastern District in federal court. And uh, recently, just a few days ago, uh, the group representing about 400,000 municipal employees uh, agreed to file a a friendly uh, brief of the court. And I, I think what, what that indicates is people are realizing, wait a minute, uh, for someone just to get to work or like a young teacher, young firefighter, not to mention somebody who may, may work in Midtown, they're going to have to pay another three or $4,000 a year out of their pocket after taxes. And I think the train is moving quickly in, in our favor. And I think most importantly, at least from a Staten Island perspective, is the MTA, which was required to do its own study on six pollutants, uh, affirmed that those six pollutants would actually harm the people of Staten Island by uh, increasing air pollution to next year. And they had to project over the next 21 years to the year 2045, it'll get progressively worse. Traffic will increase on Staten Island, and they wanted to pay for it. So it's a three-strike loser, in our opinion. And they are deliberately and intentionally uh, going about harming uh, the, the folks uh, in my borough and in, in our community. So we will we'll fight. You know, there's one in Jersey. Uh, it's in the uh, it's been filed, and there's another one from Queens. My sense is there'll be an effort to try to try to put it all under one roof. But we have our very unique claims, and we'll see where it goes. But congestion pricing, we think, will harm our, our constituents and it's not the best interest of New York City. They should wait a few years before they even think about implementing it. Let New York City make a comeback first. Um, Excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, So many other things. They want to increase the subways 20%, I understand, because the the, uh, ridership is down 20%, uh, and so they want to increase the subway uh, tolls, uh, or or the subway uh, ticket by 20%. Um, I mean, why can't they take care of the people not paying the subway fares? You know, it's just a chronic situation, and that's one of the issues we have with this whole congestion pricing. You have a situation where on an annual basis, $600, $700 million is unaccounted for because people are able to get on a bus and they don't pay, or they get on a subway and they don't pay. So this doubly harms the people who just try to do the right thing every day who pay that fare, and now they want to go back and hit them over the head again. Uh, I, I would encourage them, and I'm not alone, would encourage them to take more aggressive tactics and efforts to make people pay their fair share, if you will, 
before you start raising uh, fares and imposing congestion pricing. So it's a lose-lose situation. Yes, I mean, New York City, New York State, there's a lot of people moving out. And, uh, you know, that's only going to make it worse. I mean, I just don't understand what the thinking is. We're giving people one more reason to move away. Uh, we've seen over the last couple of years, especially with working remotely and and the response by some government officials to, to COVID and, and the clampdowns and the lockdowns and, in some cases, the silly uh, you know, policies that were put in place. But now people have said, hey, we don't, we don't have to take this anymore. So what we've seen is almost a half a million people or so over the last couple of years move out of New York City with their wealth, you know, with their families, and it's not good. So something like this is just one more nail in the coffin. And to your point, John, give it a few years. Let, let the uh, remnants of COVID work itself out. Let the city get back on its footing. Let the commercial market get back on its footing. And then maybe you can have this discussion. But right now, you just it's a money grab. They make no secret about it. Uh, and if that's the case, let them go and, and petition Albany or the city or the federal government to say, this is why we need the money. And if it's legitimate, then they'll get it. But don't just create a fund. And the one scary part, if you ask me, is once they get their foot in the door, if they get their foot in the door with a $15 toll, what's going to happen is that toll is only going to increase, as it did in London, where it's gone up three times since it was implemented, which means that it could be a $45 toll in the not-too-distant future just to get to Manhattan. Crazy. Uh, Vito, um, the crime situation, is it getting any better? We see some positive trends in the in the second half of 2023 and in the first couple of months here. Uh, but listen, it's still a very, very serious matter. Uh, we have things like car thefts. Uh, we have, uh, as you know better than anyone, uh, shoplifting is just another tax on merchants and all law-abiding citizens. And my view is rather than lock up the toothpaste, lock up the shoplifter. You can't let these people uh, have free reign and come and come and go as they please. Once again, while hardworking people are, are paying the dues and paying the bills, so uh, we are seeing some progress. The subways have become, in some cases, like mobile homeless shelters, and and the subway system should belong to the people who are, you know, make this city work, not the mentally disturbed uh, and not the criminals. If if somebody's mentally ill, I think we have an obligation to try to help them and get them out of the streets and get them out of the subways, but they shouldn't wreak havoc on innocent people in the subway. So while we have made some progress, I believe, and it's to no fault of the NYPD, they want to do their job and do what they have to do. Uh, But as you know, there are still uh, so-called bail reform laws in place that allow people who commit crimes back on the streets almost immediately. And that includes migrants who a couple of weeks ago as we watched Insanity in real time, beat up some police officers in Times Square. And what happened? They walked out, giving everybody figuratively and literally the finger. So things have to move in a more positive direction for, I think, most people to feel safe. Uh, Vito Fasella, there's so many things that we're all aggravated about. Is there anything, anything positive we can see? I think the positive thing is the fact that there are still 95, 97% of the people who live in New York City and live in this area are extremely good people. They work hard. They want nothing but the best for their family. And it's a few percentage points of people 
who ruin it for everybody else. And I think we have to move the needle to isolate those few percent to get them, whether they be behind bars or in, in help or if they need the inpatient mental health needs. So people can just go about their lives to raise their families, work hard and enjoy it. So that's the positive thing. There's still a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. And we just have to make their lives a little better by getting some common sense, as you like to say, John, into our laws and not let a handful of people disrupt it for everybody else. Vito Fasella, thank you for the update. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you. God bless you, John and Margo. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.